0: And discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to give you five key ideas about the idea of holiness. Let's dive in. Over the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about the holiness and the righteousness of God and the fact that he is calling us to be holy as he is holy. I love what 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 11 and 12 says. Peter is talking about the fact that, you know, the, the end is coming and that Christ is returning soon. And he says, in light of that, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord? In other words, the Lord is returning soon. And as things get darker and things get crazier, Well, should we not live as people who are holy and godly, even though everything around us is perhaps the very opposite of that? Well, in the last episode, I talked about at least briefly what holiness is and what it isn't, that we are called to be holy as God is holy. And then I mentioned this idea that the only way that you and I will ever have a chance to be holy is that, well, we must embrace the one who is holy holy, that I cannot be holy in and of myself. And as I keep quoting Isaiah 64, verse six, the best that I can pull off in my own ability, the best that I can produce of my own righteousness is but filthy rags. And so how am I going to live a holy life? Well, the only option I have is to embrace the one who is holy that I I must embrace God himself. And it is in that embrace and that intimacy that I find myself becoming holy as I keep my gaze upon him and as I walk in obedience to his word. Well, in this particular episode, I want to walk through five key ideas as it relates to holiness and what it means for us as believers to walk in holiness and godliness regardless of what is going on around us. Well, here we go. Number one is that... Holiness is a positive in scripture. I've said this in the last several episodes, but it bears repeating. That holiness and righteousness in scripture is never a negative. It is always a positive thing. This is actually good. That we should delight and expect and just be excited to walk in holiness. That we should desire not to live in sin. That we shouldn't desire the things of this world. Rather, we should desire our god so number 1 again is just a reminder that it is a positive number 2 is this idea of purity that this idea of holiness again goes back to the concept that we are to be different and other than and set apart than the world around us that it demands a purity of soul it demands a purity of thinking it demands a purity of talking it demands a purity of living as you look at the culture today, it's all about degrading everything. <laughs> it's all about destruction and death. What would happen if God so got involved in our lives that it actually produced a purity of heart and mind and speech in everything that we did? Not just on Sunday mornings when we attend church. But what if this was every day, every moment of every single day? Because we are Christians and so we need to remember that this idea of holiness points back to the concept of purity. Number three is this idea of purpose. What is the purpose of holiness? Well, in short, it's to become Christ-like. It's to become godly. Again, it's the idea of to be set apart for a specific purpose that I am not to be like the world around me. Why? Because I'm to be like my God, that I'm to be Christ-like. I'm to live a godly life in front of the world. If you go back to Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3, you find that, that we were created to be image bearers, that God made us to be a picture, a demonstration of his life to the world around us. That when the world was to look on your life, they weren't Supposed to see you, they were supposed to see him. Again, it's a picture of a moon. That when you look at a moon, you see the reflection of the sun. You don't see the sun itself, but you see the reflection of that light. And that you and I were made to be image bearers. We are meant to be these lamp holders. We were meant to be a moon, if you will, showcasing the grandeur of the light of Jesus Christ. That we don't get enamored with the moon, it's just a rock. The reason we're enamored with the moon is because of the light in which it reflects. What if that was true about our lives? And we begin to realize that, that God has a purpose for holiness in our life. One, it's that we're to share in his life. But two, it's to demonstrate his life to the world. That when this world looks upon you, they should be dumbstruck by the reality of Jesus shining forth from your very life. And what if, again, what if this goes beyond just even beyond behavior what if this went to how you talked how you thought that somehow if someone could get into your into your mind at any moment they go wow i want to be a christian because if god can do that in your life well i want that too if if that's the thought life of a christian wow i really want that kind of purity and victory and triumph wow if that's the way a a christian talks i need that Man, if that's the way a Christian can live at any moment, that you're always full of peace and joy, and you're not living in this anxiety and fear and worry, well, I, I need that. See, we are to reflect his life, which means one of the key purposes of holiness, yes, you get the benefit of that because you you get to live a holy life. You get to share in the very life of Christ. But it's also to be a demonstration of his life and his light to the world around you. So number one, again, this is a positive. Number two, this is all about purity. Number three, the whole purpose of this is to be the reflection of him to the world. Number four is the idea of passion. See, what if his life and thereby his holiness becomes our obsession and our passion? Could God do such a deep work in our life That I begin to love what he loves and hate what he hates. See, most of us love the very things that God hates called sin. (laughs) It's like we love all the flesh and all that carnal stuff and all the sin. And yet we actually don't like to walk in purity and freedom and victory and joy. Why? Because it just seems, well, it just seems plain. But if we would understand what the Bible says about purity and holiness and godliness and, and victory and triumph and joy... We would not want anything else. So it goes to this idea of passion. Where is your passion? If if your passion really is for the Lord, then you're going to start desiring the very things of the Lord. And what if you would allow him to do such, again, such a deep work in your life that he gives you a love for the things that he loves, that you would love holiness, you would love righteousness, you would love purity, and you begin to hate everything that would mar that you would not want to trifle with sin. Why? Because because that would threaten the holiness and the purity that I have with Jesus Christ. Why would I want to entangle myself in the affairs of this world if that's going to threaten the reality of my relationship with Jesus? See, holiness is to define our lives. That, that when the world looks at you, that Jesus is the defining character, that his life and his light and his holiness and his character and his truth is the defining character attribute of our very existence. So what if your passion and obsession was him and his life? So we have the positive, we have the purity, we have the purpose, we have the passion. And let me give you one other idea. It goes to this idea of progression, that there is a process of sanctification or ever increasing holiness in our life. None of us are instantaneously made holy we become holy. <laughs> God is constantly removing more and more sin and flesh and desire and impurity out of our lives. In Ezekiel 47, Ezekiel is at the river. And if you remember the story, he he goes and measures it out for long and it's you know, it's up to his ankles and then it's up to his knees and it's up to his waist and it's up to his neck. And it's interesting that you could say that the moment Ezekiel gets in the river, he has all the river. So it's not like he gets more of the river. He has the river but it ever increases and deepens as he progresses. So does he get more of the river or does the river get more of him? I, 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 don't, I don't know how you want to talk about that, but the reality is, is that there is an increasing depth in this. And that's true of holiness. In other words, I have the life of Christ within me, and yet the life of Christ is deepening and expanding as I progress in this process of sanctification. Well, do I get more of him? Well, Yeah, but no. Does he get more of me? Well, yes. And yet I want to be surrendered in everything, in every aspect of my life. So whatever you want to call that, (laughs) there's this progression. So remember that it's not just come to the altar and bump your head once and wow. All right. I now get to be called a saint of the Lord, which means a holy one. And that is true. If you are a believer that you are called biblically a saint And yet we mustn't forget that this is also a process or a progression that I ever increase in holiness. And it's interesting to me that the more I spend time with Jesus, the more he just begins to work deeper and deeper in my life. And he refines my life in deeper and deeper ways. In other words, the things that that may not have disturbed me five years ago are beginning to disturb me now. Uh, And the classic example that I tend to give is... You know, when, when I first come to Christ, God begins to deal with the issue of murder. That's a major issue and he needs to get a hold of that. But after a while, he starts dealing with the hatred and then he starts dealing with just the anger and then he deals with frustration and then he deals with rolling of my eyes and I just do that thing. And then he deals with that in the internal because I no longer show it. I've, I've hidden that from the uh, from the outside, but now I need to, you know, he needs to deal with it on the inside. And then he starts dealing with the motives and the internal stuff and the, see, there's this ever progression of holiness in my life where he gets finer and finer, or as we've often said it, he goes from big boulders to river rock, to pebbles, to fine dust particles. And yet at each progression, those dust particles feel just as big as boulders. But that is the beauty of the progression of holiness. That as he begins to walk through our lives, he's patient with us. Praise the Lord. And yet as he's walking through our lives, he's revealing more and more stuff that he wants to remove and cleanse and purify and make holy because he wants us more and more to look like him. So remember that this, when we're talking about holiness and righteousness, this is a positive thing. This is not a, oh, bummer. I don't get to do this anymore. Rather, this is more of a, wow, I, I now get a share in the very life of Christ that he wants to purify my life, and that the purpose of that is that not only do I get a share in the benefit of his life, but my life now gets to be used as as a tool to demonstrate his life to the entire world, and that should become my passion. And I need to remember that this process of sanctification, this process of being made holy, well, it's going to continue for the rest of my life, and he's going to weed. And purify and deepen this stuff in my life at greater and greater levels. And that is so beautiful and encouraging to me. So, those are five simple reminders about this beautiful idea of holiness and righteousness in Scripture. Well, I want to take this idea one step further in the next episode. And what we're going to be looking at is the life of David. There's an interesting contrast in the life of David between what happens in his life prior to his sin with Bathsheba and what happens afterwards. And I want to look at it in light of this idea of holiness and righteousness. So I hope you'll join me next time as we look at the life of David as a picture of what it means for us to actually desire and walk in holiness and righteousness and really throw off every sin and that weight that so easily ensnares us. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a list of those five things about holiness, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 212 for episode 212. And until next time, know I am praying for you and cheering you on as you pursue a holy and godly life in Christ Jesus.